Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started ben is the ceo at the seo works whose mission is to get you more customers online in the interview ben emphasizes the importance of maintaining a level headed approach the value of constant learning and the challenge of balancing work and life His leadership is grounding in listening and authenticity. As he charts a path to becoming the best in the UK, he has a journey ahead which is filled with opportunities as well as exciting challenges. Hi Ben, welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Hey Sumit, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to have you here. Why don't you start by sharing a bit about who you are and what is it that you do today? Okay, so I'm Ben Foster. I'm a CEO at the SEO Works. We are digital growth experts. So our mission as a company is to help our clients grow online, to get more exposure, more leads, more business. And yeah, I've been running the company now for around about eight years. I've got a, a family of two girls, a lovely wife, and a dog called Dylan. And yeah, I suppose outside of work, it's all about the family, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for adding that part. It must be a great joy. It is, yeah. Having two girls, it's fantastic. They're good most of the time, and it's great just seeing them grow up and develop into human beings. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But tell me a bit more of your backstory. What led you to where you are today, becoming the CEO? What's the backstory behind that? Right back at school, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was always quite a hard worker. I always wanted to work hard because I thought if you work hard. Good things will happen. Really, that's been my, my, my mantra through all the way through. Really, um, yeah. So at school, I suppose I I worked hard. I got some good results, and I decided that through that I liked computers really. And I got a, an Amstrad CPC four six four computer as a kid, which really developed my love for computers and not just games, but also like programming. I I, I did followed the instructions in the book to create little programs. And then when I was ready to go to university, I picked yeah. quite a practical course. Uh, I wanted to do a media kind of um, degree and picked the university where everything was quite practical. It wasn't just learning the theory. 
So there I learned to create 3D animations, to record sound and edit it, to make films, to create websites, to do print work. So it, there was a lot of practical elements to that, which I really enjoyed. And I thought if I'm learning stuff, I'll be able to get some kind of job. I'm not quite sure what. And then, yeah, my first job I applied for was a web designer, at a company called Plusnet. Mm -hmm. After university, I went for the job. They offered me the job. And that was my sort of role into sort of IT and, and computers, really. It was a bit interesting. My first day I arrived and the person who's hired me had been fired. Mm. So they weren't really expecting me. Uh, they, they weren't quite sure what to do with me. So they just shoved me into a corner, really. And I was there for, for seven years. And it was really just through hard work and getting to know people that I managed to progress into leading um, the design team and then the entire web team of, of 11 people. And that was my first sort of move into sort of leading people. Yeah, that's quite interesting, right? Because it's uh, one thing to to know design or to do something yourself, but to lead. And now you lead uh, like a hundred people company. Can you share a bit more about uh, how that has changed for you? How has your definition of what you do changed over a period of time? And how was that process? Easy, difficult, challenging, hard? How was that process for you? I think... I never in my head wanted, had a vision of me being a, a leader. Mm. It happened organically over time. And I think the first big change was when I was at Plusnet and I was a, a, a cog in lots of different machines. A manager joined the company and I think she saw that I was involved in a lot of stuff and I had potential. And so the first stage was someone believed in me and gave me time in which to start to take on leadership or, or small things like, not small things, but things like people appraisals, performance reviews, things like that over time. And she gave me her time and helped build my confidence in those sort of areas. And as time went on, I became more and more knowledgeable in those areas and, and more, more proficient really. And that's what start, started me off that, that initial thing with being mm -hmm. a manager. I then moved to an agency where I was leading a small team, but leading an account. So you were dealing with external people, external clients and learning how to manage relationships and all that kind of stuff. And when the grumble taken on board, the feedback and criticism and negative elements and learning how to deal with that and respond positively. And that was great working at the agency for a few years. And then the next big jump in my leadership journey was I then got <clears throat> offered a role to be the number two of someone I'd worked with a health tech company. And that was fantastic. We went there, we really shook the platform up, rebuilt it. And over time managed to grow it from, it had about 3 million visits a month to about 30. And over time, Neil, who was my boss there, moved into the larger parent company. And then I became the director of the, the ops director of the healthcare tech company. And then, you know, I was really more doing more leadership stuff with hands off the work. So it's progressed really. And I suppose what's changed. It continually changes, really. I suppose when you're managing, when you're leading people, you, you're working directly with people in a team. It's about always listening to them, always adapting your style to tune in to them and how they respond. Trying to create a shared vision, a shared goal, um, and trying to celebrate the wins, big and small, that you have as a team. Mm. At the early stage of being a leader, I was still doing the work. I was still involved. I was still sort of 50, 50. And I suppose as I progressed in, in, as the companies got bigger, 
you still celebrate successes. You're still listening and changing your style and, and trying to always listen and, and improve things. But you've got to trust people do their job. You can't do it. You can't do it all. You have to know that they're going to do it. And they might do it slightly different to you, but it doesn't matter. It, it's the outcome is towards the same goal. It doesn't necessarily matter if they're doing it a different way to you. You've got to believe in them and trust them to, to go on and create the right outcomes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think what I loved is that, like you said, that I never set out to be a leader. And this is, I think, a parallel between many leaders that they become leaders by trying to make a difference or by trying to change something and not by trying to become leaders. And that's, that's such a wonderful thing that you mentioned about listening and then also celebrating over a period of time. Can you share now, like standing in now, what is your outlook towards the future? Where do you see your organization or yourself in the future? Yeah, definitely. The, the, the companies, we're still growing and we really want to continue with that. Even every year, it's my one is to grow up by between 25 and 30%. And our mission, we had become the UK's leading search marketing provider and also thought leader. We want to prove, you know, we're not, we want to show we're experts. We want to share that expertise with people out there in the market. And obviously we've got growth turnover goals in the next three years to, to hit as well. So that's really exciting. I think the biggest challenge we've got is we've got such a good culture. We focus so much on our people and trying to create a supportive working environment where everyone can contribute, everyone can have opportunities to grow. And we've got such a great team. And I think our biggest focus and our biggest worry is we lose that culture as we continue to grow. I think especially past a hundred people that that can become more of a challenge. We're focusing on growth, but our main goal is to try and keep the, the nature of the business and the culture and the values we, we all share. So yeah, it's continuing the growth really. And I suppose out, outside of work, continue to be as good a, a dad as I can for my, my two girls. I, I took up golf during COVID, so I want to get better at that. I do like sport and golf and all the squash play and, and my mission is to try and improve at both of them as, as well, really. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me more about the culture, right? You said you want to retain the culture and I'm glad that you're thinking about that. But at the same time, as you grow beyond, as you said, beyond 100 plus and maybe even beyond that, right? it's not just about you, but it's also about growing a team of leaders with you, right? Who will do what you have been doing so far. So what kind of culture do you have? And then what kind of maybe leadership that you want to instill in the culture so that it percolates down without your direct involvement as well? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's already, we know when we've set in place structures to to to, to I think completely acknowledge it's, this company isn't about me anymore. Yes, I steer and, and, and set strategy and direction of stuff, but ultimately it's about people in the business and they're the leaders now. Mm. Uh, we've, we've structured the team so that each team is between five and seven people and there's a, a pod leader in each pod. We've spent a lot of time with those, those pod leaders acknowledging that they're more important than me to continue to drive the culture. And it's about spending time away from work, talk, giving them soft, the skills such as having difficult conversations, coaching people, and when to step in and when to lead from the front and when to lead from behind, and talking about leadership and training them in the in these skills, and always focusing on our core values. And I think that only becomes more important as, as you grow, spending time with the leaders in your business to to reflect on what's going well where we need to move and how 
how can we celebrate our values as a company? Yeah, yeah. And, and leadership or growth is something which never stops. It's a never going journey. So can you share a bit more about how are you continuously growing yourself or also that uh, the next set of leaders or the leaders of each part or each team that you mentioned, how are you supporting them, helping them grow throughout their phase as their roles change, as the company changes, and as we're also living in a very dynamic space, we have completely shifted how we work in the last few years. So how are you helping them deal with all of that? Yeah, it's multifaceted, really. I think for me, I'm a big reader and I'm always trying to read and learn different viewpoints and try and take pointers from those. We have a chairman who also is a great sounding board. We could, I can go for walks with him and he'll listen and let me reflect back. He's often, he doesn't mm. tell me what to do, but by just having the conversations and working things through, you, you often get to a point of this is a good decision. And obviously going to things like conferences and, and webinars, I personally wanted to continue to try and, and learn. And obviously with the team leaders, we have a program. So each year we'll have a, develop, a learning and development program for that team. And that comes from setting some topics we may, we may want to cover. It's asking them, where do they feel they are on mm. their, where do they feel they need more support? Where do they feel they've got it? Um, and setting a program of, right, well, we're going to have a coach come in and we'll go over these, mm. we'll have spend time away from work. And we'll also set objectives, which aren't necessarily related to the work, but around improving the business, continually improving really. And all those things, hopefully will give that team more experience or theory, more opportunities to put that theory into practice. And it's only through doing things with people, do you get more confidence as a leader mm. and do you start to grow and develop? So it's, you've got to have those opportunities to, to put them into practice and share that knowledge amongst that group. Yeah. Thank you for um, adding that. I think we all read books or watch videos, but there comes a point where like talking with somebody like a coach or a mentor or seeking that, uh, like even uh, a casual conversation, seeking advice can make uh, big wonders or make a big difference that a book can probably not do in, in that immediate short term. So thank you for mentioning these two parts of, but at the same time, right, it's, there has been a lot of changes, a lot of surprises in the last few years, especially uh, with COVID. How do you deal with the pressure? How do you deal with the stress or something not going your way? I think you've got to, you've got to remain level-headed. I, I, I like that poem by Rudyard Kipling, and it says mm -hmm. there's success and failure, those imposters both the same, and you've got to remain balanced. So you get a great win and it's, it's fantastic. That's great. Don't get too high, too excited. You get a challenge or a failure. Don't get too low and too down about it and try and look at the, the situation as a challenge and try and plan a way out of it, take action. I think if you sit on stuff or sit on problems, they tend to get bigger. So it's much better to try and look at the, the problem more as a challenge and try and work a path out of it and take some action to get out of it. Yeah, take some time to reflect on the challenge or the problem. Take some time to think about it. I'm not one to do is to make a snap decision. I always sleep on something before taking action. But then, but then take that action, even if it's difficult, even if it's challenging, um, because some action is better than not no action. Mm. And it, it may take another turn of events, so it may get worse before it gets better. But at least you're trying your best and you yeah. take action, 
I think when challenges come along, they will come along. Don't expect it. At any, any level of business, you're going to have tough times and you're going to have challenges. Don't go to work expecting it's a breeze. You, you're there to deal, often to deal with the stuff when it goes wrong and to manage those things. So if you expect there's going to be bad things happen and expect there's going to be challenges, then mentally you're in the right mindset to then go on and deal with them and there won't be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. And I work with a lot of emerging leaders and one complaint I often get is they are always too pulled by other people, by demands either from their clients or from their teams. So what you mentioned, right, level-headed, I think that's key because otherwise you're making mistakes without even realizing that you're making mistakes. So how do you maintain that level-headedness? How do you, what do you do to keep that balance for yourself? I think in work, you've got to have an outward calm about you, even if things are churning up inside, but maintaining that calmness because that influences people around you. And then if you've got to realize work isn't the, the be all end all, it's, it's a part of your life. Um, try not to let it completely absorb you, but if things are stressful. I find sport is, is really useful for taking out stress, getting exercise, t- taking a break at the weekend. I'll put my work, I've got a work phone and a personal phone. I don't have to merge together so I can keep those elements separate and I, I'll turn off that work phone at the weekend, put it down and, and not look at it and have that break mm. balance. And I think maintaining that that sense of perspective and balance makes you more effective when there is stuff you have to deal with. You've got to take time away. You've got to get that stressful energy out somewhere and it makes you make, hopefully make more level-headed decisions. Yeah. Thank you for talking about sports and exercise. I think getting that energy out, but I love having different phones as well, right? This is beautiful because it's deliberate and it forces you to separate these two parts of your life. And again, as you said, as a father, as a family man, it's so easy to let work intrude and not to create that boundary. But thank you for sharing that. Thanks. Yeah. What are your two best strengths? Strengths? It's a good question. Ho- hopefully I feel that I am good with all types of people. I can work with lots of all the different personality types, really adapt to work with them really. I like to think I listen and yeah, I'm outwardly calm and level-headed and, and that's the approach I take to running the business and to working with people really. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. You'd have to ask other people really. <laughs> yeah. And is there a dark side to this drift? Yeah. In terms of a leader, you, you get different types. You get big shouty types. I'm the big, I'm the big man. Mm. So I'm not that. I'm not maybe what a traditional. CEO is seen as, so people may think why I'm, I am more quiet and level-headed, but I think you can do things in lots of different ways. Everyone's got their own style. So you've, you've got to have belief in your own style and give things a go really. And so far it's worked out all right. And you've just got to keep on trying to improve and, and work at it to, to keep improving. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important to embrace your strengths, but also be willing to learn and to improve and not try to fit into what people say that CEO should be or a leader should be, but to have that authenticity about your journey, about your life, and then to adapt based on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, yeah. If you're trying to be someone different, it, it, you'll, people will see through that. I think. And 
we've done things in the past where you have these personality assessments and tests and one gave a scores for um, a work style and a personal style. And my balls were very much aligned in the sense that my authentic self is really mm. at work as well as at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and before we wrap it up, looking once again ahead into the future, what do you think are the biggest opportunities that lie ahead, right? For, for a digital agency like, like yourself, right? How do you think that the world is changing? Because you mentioned about you're dabbling with the computers, gaming and programming. The world is very different now. What do you see the future? How is it going to unfold? It's still really exciting that we're still in a growth phase. Digital marketing has, hasn't reached its peak. So that's an excellent market to be in. I think that things are changing rapidly though. AI is the, the biggest thing that's happened this year. People are still working out how it can help. Obviously, there's lots of concerns about how it can be used in negative ways as well, but I believe it's here to stay and it's going to be hard to regulate. So we've got to get our heads around the technology and work out how we can use it to improve workflows, but not take over. But for us as an agency, yeah, it's a great place to be in. We've got such a strong team and we've got such a group of experts and we use that in our own messaging. We try and push that expertise out. So I'm really excited about, yes, we're in a bit of a economic slowdown. We believe in our own marketing and getting our message out there. And if we continue with that, we will become, you know, the best in the UK at what we do. Yeah. The future is really bright. Yeah. There'll be a few challenges along the way. We've got to remain agile. We've got to remain adaptive. That's one of our values and continue to learn really. And if we do that and maintain the culture, we've got a fantastic uh, future. Thank you. Yeah. And I wish you all the best uh, for that, becoming the number one in the UK. Uh, and before we end, for anybody who is listening and might want to find out more about you, what is the best way for them to do? Yeah, great. We do offer a free website audit. So if anyone does want to get some pointers about how they can improve, they can just go to seoworks.co.uk um, and click the free website audit button. Um, we're also big on, on LinkedIn. Do either follow me on LinkedIn or follow the, the SEO works on LinkedIn. Lots of great stuff on there. Lots of webinars, white papers. You can get lots mm. of stuff from us if, if you want to look at that. And yeah, if you're looking for um, search optimization, paid search, paid social, you want to get more customers online, have a chat with us. What you got to lose? Perfect. Thank you, Ben, for sharing everything that you shared and especially your journey as a leader of growth. And I want to wish you all the best for the future that you just uh, envisioned, but also for the organization that you are leading and which will continue to grow in the future as well. So thank you and I wish you all the best for the future. Thanks a lot, Summit. Been lovely to speak to you. Same here. It was a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light 
to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.